Welcome to John Wayne Lied to You, the storytelling podcast featuring me, this uh, stony, moroni, baloney sandwich of a man, myself, John Wayne. That's right. Here I am. I am in Wayne Manor at, at this very moment, nestled in the li- library, Jesus Christ, in the studio of evil on the West Wing. That's right. Back. I'm home. Uh, if you've been following along, I, I just got back from uh, the Days of the Dead in Indianapolis, Indiana. And of course, I will be recapping all of my uh, various adventures on the entire convention um, in this episode, like I do every time I go to an event. So that will be uh, a little bit later on in the show. So welcome, everybody, especially if I did just meet you at uh, the convention in Indianapolis or somewhere else. Um, I am happy to have you joining me. and thank you for checking out the show, and welcome back, everybody else, all the uh, all the oldies, all the newbies. Welcome the newbies, welcome the oldies back. Uh, I've got a nice big heaping bowl of grandpappy medicine, like I have, uh, in, and I've got it in the Green Lantern bong today. Um, this, of course, I'm uh, recording on uh, Tuesday. I apologize that this is late, but I, I was driving all night last night to get into town here and. Uh, all day yesterday from from Indianapolis. So either way, I'm doing it right now, and it will be up uh, moments after I'm done recording it. I have a big old big coffee uh, that I need. I'm probably gonna be needing a lot of coffee uh, all all day today that I'm I'm awake at least. And um, it's in my drink coffee hell Satan mug, of course. Shouts out to Chris and Alicia Stamps. And uh, yeah, I'm here. I've got my stuff. I'm kind of reacclimating. Um, I got in maybe. What time is it now? Um, I don't know. Probably like nine hours ago I got here or seven hours ago, something like that. So I slept for a little bit, but, you know, you got, I got up. I was happy to see my boys, my dogs, uh, Serby and Boney. They were they were telling me to get up. So I got up and, and here I am ready to go. Um, put all my stuff away. Yeah, just kind of getting back in the groove. And I was like, man, I need to get some bong rips going because that's going to do it. And look at me now, kids. High as a kite on... Um, the windiest river day. I don't know what that means. But um, anyway, yeah, so we're here. I'm ready to go and we're doing it. Shouts out majorly, first of all, to all my Patreon people. Speaking of being on the road, um, that you guys keep me alive out there. I appreciate your support so, so much. It means the world to me and I, I very much appreciate that. So um, if you out there want to check out my Patreon and uh, throw Uncle Johnny a little change there for some support, you can go to patreon.com slash John Wayne is dead and check out the various tiers I have there. Join one of those and get the the goodies that come with those uh, tiers. Plus, um, every tier that you join gets access to the awesome Dude for Life Boner Bonus Podcast. Boner Bonus Podcast, uh, which comes out every Wednesday on my Patreon feed, in which I speak with uh, artists and uh, of all kinds from all around the country and the world. Uh, we have one coming up from across the pond, as a matter of fact. But that's a little uh, that's not coming up this week. I'm just teasing that we're gonna have a a, a guest from from across the pond. Uh, I already said that. But anyway, this week we have a different guest and I'll talk about that a little bit later in the show. But um, every, uh, like I said, every tier in my Patreon gets you access to that weekly show, plus all the back episodes. We're uh, at 77, 78 right now. So there's plenty of uh, those to catch up on. And even if you just want to give a dollar a month, 
join the Dollar Beer Club and you get access to the podcast uh, as well. So thank you guys so much for the support and thank you for going to check out my Patreon if you're going to do that right now or uh, or making a mental note of it, uh, perhaps. It is very, very much appreciated. So uh, yeah, so this week uh, leading up to leaving for Indianapolis, it was um, another just, uh, I, I like I said, I finished my Splatter Western. I think I, I announced that on the last show, um, or maybe that was on Vital Social Issues and stuff. Either way, I finished it. And I'm 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 revising it. Um, I had to take a break when we hit the road because I didn't really have the time I wanted to sit and finish. But I'm more than halfway done with it, and that's on my high on my to do list to be done with the first the, the first pass of. Uh, you know, all the editing and revising. So that was going well. I um, did a logo, some very cool logo work for DNT Publishing. They posted it uh, on their on their um, Twitter. You can go check it out over there at DNT Publishing. And um, it was uh, they reached out to me uh, when I was actually on my way home from Phoenix and uh, described something that they would like. And uh, I came back with some some ideas and and we. Got it figured out, and it's. Uh, I think it turned out pretty cool. I'm pretty pretty happy with it, and I think they are as well. They're already taking orders for it to be on their. Sh- it's a shirt, their shirt logo, um, or just a shirt design, something like that. But anyway, they're using it for that, and it's uh, out there already. So you can check it out and order a shirt from them with this on it if you go to their Twitter um, at D and T Publishing Pub, something like that. Um, yes, and so check them out and check out those shirts and those designs. So that was very cool. And uh, other than that, like one night this past week, I just like I was going through my tarot, my tarot deck and I was putting just like, OK, everything that I've drawn, everything I haven't drawn into one pile, um, which was uh, encouraging because I had le- like less cards to do than I thought. But I just was I put on like a night flight, this app that just plays like old weird videos from the 80s and 70s and stuff. And I just was like drawing all the cards that I haven't drawn. So I'm just the sketches of them the the initial uh you know sketch that i then import the sketch into my ipad and then use that as a guide to redraw the whole thing so it's like kind of being halfway ha- halfway to halfway there and uh so i'm really plowing through that that's what she said to get to the end of my tarot deck so i, I spent a lot of time on that and uh as i spoke about before i i was uh narrating the um uh, awesome book Pandemonium by Ryan Harding and Lucas Mangum. And uh, it was approved while I was uh, at it, just like this past week, right? I'm, I think on Wednesday when I left town, it w- ended up getting approved. So that is out there now, everybody. Please check that out. Um, if you have an Audible account, you can get it there. Of course, you can buy it from you know iTunes and Amazon, just the, the audio book itself, <clears throat> files. And um, it was a lot of fun. Like I said, it's... Uh, it's the it's an homage to the movie Demons and uh, the whole kind of concept around that. And it's centered on a, a huge wrestling event from some, you know, new wrestling organization that's come on the scene. And it was a ton of fun to do. Uh, very well written. So that, you know, of course, makes it fun uh, as you're going. And I had a blast doing it. So check it out. Pandemonium by Ryan Harding and Lucas Mangum. Even if you don't want to listen to my stupid voice, do it. Uh, then you can... Uh, buy the book and just read it because it's great. So check them out. Very, very uh, excited about that and, um, you know, getting that out there. So while I had it like a couple days, I started to narrate one of my books, As Seen on TV, which uh, I was getting very, very into. So hopefully 
Uh, I couldn't get it done before I left. So hopefully this week, that's also on my agenda of something to knock out before I leave uh, next Wednesday. Because again, this is like uh, the exact same thing from last week where I'm just home until the, you know, from like basically Tuesday to the to the next Wednesday and then I leave. So um, <clears throat> it's about, you know, getting getting in everything I need to get done, get picking up some gigs, uh, finishing up what needs to be finished up and put out there and it, um, you know, getting that all done. So, um, yeah, pr- pretty much that, that was it. Of course, uh, the books that I ordered came the day after we left, but that's okay because we did have, uh, enough books and stuff like that. This, these were just kind of like mine, you know, like I said, I'm trying to get good at keeping my inventory in stock everybody. So I'm kind of ordering ahead and looking at my dates. So this didn't hurt me to miss this, this one, but I'm ready to go. I'm stocked. And, uh, yeah, but um, other stuff uh, going on this week. I want to uh, give a shout out to um, the Written in Red podcast. Very cool uh, podcast done by uh, these uh, three horror authors, uh, Daniel J. Volpe, um, Aaron Beauregard, and Carver Pike. Uh, all awesome dudes. They, uh, You may remember I talked about uh, how I narrated Daniel J. Volpe's Billy Silver book, which is out there too. You should check that out as well. Very, very cool, uh, splattery um, novella that uh, was very fun to do as well. So, um, all cool dudes. And uh, on the episode that came out this week that they did, they featured me as the spotlighted, spotlit uh, artist uh, or author. And uh, yeah, they had some uh, very cool things to say and they were very kind. So, I appreciate that. Shouts out to you, gentlemen. If you haven't checked out their podcast, it's written in red, uh, kind of a play on words. Uh, if you, I maybe I don't know, written and then R E D, which I think it's like written in red, uh, but it's a blood and stuff. I don't know. May, I think I'm overthinking this. Man, these bong rips are great. Anyway, check them out. Very very cool. I appreciate it, guys. Thank you for thank you for having me uh, included on the show. And um, <clears throat> yeah, so. I mean, outside of that, it's 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 this is jam. This episode is just jam packed with, um, you know, this the stories stories of the road. So, um, oh, I do want to say I I I kept uh, I did write down my hours for a couple of days. Like I said, I was going to do that last week, and it it was I did it, but it was still not an accurate thing because I I was only home for like two to two and a half days to do it in and. When I started doing it, and it was just, uh, f- I was like, whatever, I don't know. So I'm still looking at that, and um, I'm still, yeah, because there was a couple things where I was like, do I count this as, do I count this in the hours that I'm in- counting on? I-, I don't know. So I, I and I'm like, who, who am I talking to? Myself. I would have to ask myself if I include those things. What, what are you doing? You're talking to yourself now. You're doing it again. Okay, so, so I have to figure this out. Maybe I should look at like a OSHA poster or something if I have one hanging up here somewhere or like a Texas workforce commission thing. I don't know. But anyway, moving along, um, I think we'll get into our three card tarot reading of the week to, to get it going here. As you know, or do not know, I do a three card tarot reading on myself before every episode in which I write down my thoughts and, and think about what's going on in my life at the time and what, what, what maybe I'm thinking about and look at that, uh, with, through the prism of the cards and kind of get, uh, reframing of your thought, if you will, um, maybe a new perspective, a new way to look at something, 
so this week is no exception in that regard. Uh, of course, I'm, I'm, you know, on my mind, I, I have organization, um, keeping up with things, not just inventory, but, you know, everything, just like uh, the payments to this, the hotels, did I book the hotel, like all these, you know, do I have enough money to pay for this hotel, this kind of thing. Um, just that that kind of organization and, of course, the business stuff and, uh, you know, keeping track of those hours, keep seeing where I, I'm pouring my time into and, uh, you know, then it's just, uh, and then I have down here, like picking up gig, like picking up some gigs, like that's on my mind. You know, my schedule is very full. I know that. Like if you go to my website, com and look at the shows page, like it's coming, like it's a freight train of coming down these next several weeks in a row, um, which is great. But I, when I'm home, like I feel I need to be doing something. It's like I, I, I got to pick up because I, I mean, I just need the work anyway. So I pick up some, some gigs. Like I'm, I'm looking at uh, getting some bar gigs, p- trying to play some music, uh, cover nights or whatever, or just like an off night, pick up a couple bucks. So I'm doing that. That's on my mind. I'm already like moving and shaking, writing some notes about that and shit to, uh, you know, stay ahead of the game, stay ahead of the game. Be, um, for, uh, what do you say that forward thinking or, uh, proactive that's it be proactive anyway so our first card this i i when i did this this morning or earlier actually when i was looking at this i was like oh man this really kind of hits the nail on the head so the first card first of all all three of these cards we get our pentacles i got our pentacles today so we know that that's material it's wealth it's you know managing that aspect of your life you know and and that kind of balance so in this uh, first card we get is the Two of Pentacles, and it's in the reversed position. So when this is so, the image on this card is of a, a person on a beach, and they're like got two pentacles in their hand that are like sort of, that are connected with the infinity sign, and they're they're trying to balance them, right? They're trying to keep them evenly balanced. So that's what it's looking at. That's what the card looks like, and it's in, and it's upside down. So when we see this, it's telling us that you know, we may be overcommitting ourselves and are struggling to maintain this schedule, the overloadedness of a schedule and stay on top of bills. Um, <clears throat> others may, it's, uh, you may be, you know, kind of like keeping that inside, like you're, you're not showing the stress, but it's there and it may cause you to start slipping. Like if you don't, uh, I guess address this. So, this like it's specifically specifically this card says first thing uh, to do is get organized. What did I say that I was trying to do? Get better organized. Um, so again, like this kind of reinforces what I was already what was already on my mind, which is why it's so apropos, if you will. You know, this this is to focus on putting a structure. Po- focus on responsibilities, focus on budgets, sticking to these things, um, turning down things that aren't like, like definitively turning down things that are not in line with your goal. They're not in line with your higher self. Like you, like those kind of things, making those decisions, um, you know, and just kind of getting everything back in line in order to be able to regain this balance, this aspect, there's just, there's a few things that we have, we have to kind of tweak to make it all happen so you know all of these things go into that you know just kind of uh, you know addressing your stress getting organized um 
sticking to the things you say you're going to stick to um, budgets, you know, um, to do lists like, a, you know, maybe keeping my hours, these these kind of things, um, you know, and, and other things about this card is that you may be it says you, you may be over investing in one area of your life at the expense of others, um, perhaps like working too too much in your career, neglecting family, friends, relationships, you getting disconnected, these kind of things. Um, it, it, you know, we need to look at that as well. Um, cause that kind of folds into a, this part of the stress you may have, uh, there. And, you know, <clears throat> it also may be time to basically this goes with the organization, reassess what the goals are, reassess what the priorities are and eliminate distractions from these, you know, that are going to keep you from these key things and, and kind of just refocus and almost kind of just start now like just uh stay like kind of like it's it's never you know you can always refocus things and start again and uh or keep going or, or move back at your pace that you were at you know it's not like something that uh, you were off the tracks completely this is just things to think about you know this card is telling us you know you're just it's this balance it's always about balance it's it's not a set it and forget it thing like i say but these may be things that are just kind of piling up now and we're not dealing with them correctly or maybe effectively or as effectively as we can. Next card. This is the four of pentacles and this is upright um, in the upright position. So this, this is also, um, and I've had this before. Uh, we've talked about it. This is a card that asks you to look at your relationship with money. Um, it's in a, in a sense of, are you creating wealth just to like, are you accumulating this wealth just to accumulating it, accumulate it, not enjoying uh, anything about it, but you are caught in this thing where you can't stop doing it because you're just almost like addicted to that, I guess. I mean, I, that's the way I interpret it kind of, um, you know, you're just all caught up in, in just creating this money, creating this wealth and you just, you're not engaged in day-to-day life. You're not enjoying mo- the moment. You're just boom, boom, boom. And I, I can relate to that for sure. Um, I don't think I've gotten that bad because I'm like, I, I don't necessarily have that. I don't know. I guess I can apply to me. I just don't like as, as far as like uh, just being addicted to like making money. I don't think I feel that way, but it's, it's like maybe being addicted to the, the thing, like the, getting out there, the selling, the the making sure everything is right and, and so that you can keep continuing to do that. Um, but it's, it, it's, um, it just, it also just accompanies this kind of scarcity mindset that everything's going to go away. So you have to, you know, cling to everything or work even harder to maintain what, what is already there. You know what I mean? It's, uh, it's getting in that right mindset. Stop fooling our, it's ourselves with whatever we're trying to think. You know, cre- making money is never, I mean, it's very important, I know. But it is just the number one thing where it can, you know, take things down. Yes, it, it, you know, when you do kind of like what I do or, or anything in the arts, especially for a living, you do it because you love it. Yes, and I've talked about this, but, you know, we'd have to make, you know, money you have to do 
which you got to do sometimes. And um, I think the thing there, striking that balance there, um, is what I think. Doing what you got to do, but still keeping your, you know, keeping that integrity that you that you feel, you know, whatever that is for you, whatever that interprets. Um, it's different for everybody how they want to balance that. But I don't know that that's that's how I look at that, and just basically just uh, are we being disrespectful to the money that we're earning? Like even are we throwing that away? Are we living outside of our means? Is it coming in and going out? It, these kind of things fall under this as well. So <clears throat> it's not just about creating it. That, that, it's not just about creating to, to hold to hoard it or anything. It's it's about so you can do all these other things that maybe you don't really need to do and need to examine that. Um, okay, last card we get six of pentacles. See, this is interesting because the cards went two, four, six, all pentacles. Um, this is the reversed six of pentacles. Uh, this is about uh, kind of being easy on yourself. Like you're doing a lot, you're working hard, you're trying to so hard to get this done you're you're you know nose to the grindstone and this is saying don't don't beat yourself up so bad take some time to appreciate yourself and uh you know so you know some self-care type of thing um it it it's it's like kind of like thanking yourself for the hard work you're doing uh type of thing um you know on the other side of this uh it it this could suggest because this deals with money and, and all this kind of stuff, material things, you, you may be, um, I don't know. You may be feel, feel that you're giving, you're giving to a lot of people, but you're not getting back and that's hurting right now. Or that's, that's kind of, uh, putting a bad taste in your mouth is a good way to put it. And it's kind of almost like getting to a point where you're just like, man, I'm fucking sick of like, I don't get, anything in return for this what why am i always the one that's it I'll, why am i always the one that's the nice why am i always, like you know these things can build up and um you know we may have to learn from these things and 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 look at ourselves and not blame the other people uh or or whatever it is you know look at why we feel this way and maybe we need to adjust our behavior in how we are relegating and delegating um uh energy love uh, help that kind of thing. And, you know, um, it also says you may be, uh, overcommitted yourself to things and, uh, you know, you have a generous spirit, but you can't give more than we have to give, you know, which we it's kind of sometimes that's hard to do, but it's it's at a point where we're get we're just getting drained right now. So we have to realize we can't give away. We want to help, we want to be there, but we can't give away more than we have to give. Um, you know, and that's just how it is. So that's the reading for the week. Um, for me, that I I got a lot out of that. I hope you did as well. Um, and uh, you know, I appreciate uh, I appreciate that very much. So. Um, anyway, let's get into our story of the week, or as you know, it's the recap of our convention of the week. So uh, this was a wonderful time. I can't wait to tell you all about it. So without further ado, my recap of Days of the Dead, Indianapolis, 2021. <laughs> Thank you.
So, uh, I just returned from uh, Indianapolis for Days of the Dead there. Um, as you know, if you've been listening along to the show for a while, I, I go to all the Days of the Dead uh, dates all over the place, even on the moon. Uh, not yet, but if it's up there, I guess I'll go. Uh, so... Uh, this was, um, you know, Nick and I, uh, the great Nick P and I, left for uh, Indianapolis from Houston, Texas here uh, about mm, 8.30, maybe almost 9 in the p.m. Uh, and made the drive. Easy drive, good drive, um, no drama, no issues until we got up there. And here's what was cool. Like the host, well, the host hotel I could not get a room um, in, and if I put in, like, I guess, you know, there's a rate that they give for, you know, for convention people. That's like a small window. You get that rate. I don't know. Um, But even then, sometimes it's expensive, but there was, I guess those were all gone. So I just tried to book a room and it was just outrageously expensive there. Um, So... I was like, fuck that, you know, I'm we're I'm better than this place, fuck it. So the place, we found a Red Roof Inn, but it's like two parking lots down the street from this hotel. Like on the, it's just like, here's the host hotel, next to that is this one called the Delta, which was also super expensive for some reason. It's like supposed to be like a spa too, or I don't know what the fuck it was. But then right next to that, boom, baby, Red Roof Inn, where Nick and I are staying. And so we, uh, yeah, we got there. And it was like two, almost two o'clock. Check-in was at three. And I went in. I had to piss so bad. And I went up to the office and the dude was like, ah, wait, wait 30 minutes at least. And I was like, what the fuck? And I was like, well, can I use your bathroom? And he's like, no. And I was like, I- I'm staying here. I can't use your bathroom. He's like, the lobby is closed. And I was like, ah. So I just went and pissed in the parking lot. Then, uh, you know, Nick had one of his chili cravings. That was something on the way there. I woke up. That's that was the only dr- the drama. I I was, I was sleeping. Nick was driving. I woke up and it was like six fifteen, you know, or maybe six oh six in the morning, something like that. And you know, Nick's driving, and uh, I wake up and I'm like, oh, oh, so oh wow, six o'clock, cool. All right, um, man, I look over the the gas gauge. It's on like one dot, and I'm like, man, we need to get some gas, huh? And like as we pass, like we're coming up on this exit, I'm like. We should stop and get some gas, huh? And Nick's like, yeah, but not here. And I was like, why? And he's like, I'm looking for a Wendy's. And I was like, why? He's like, I want some fucking chili, man. He's got this fucking Wendy's chili thing, dude. I have no idea what it is. I think he's maybe under a spell or some shit. He's hypnotized. And I was like, dude, even if we find a Wendy's and it's open, there's no chili at 6 a.m., dude. This It's 6 a.m. They're not open for breakfast. This is Wendy's. He's like, God damn it. No, man, that's not right. And I was like, yes, it is right, dude. There's not a Wendy's open at 6 a.m. So we keep driving, and it's like, dude, we're getting so low on gas. And it was like, next stop, 20 miles or some shit. So we like take the, <laughs> we're like taking it to the limit, and uh, we get off. We get that. We do find the stop at the next place we can and it's it's in a small little area we pull over we get some gas and next to the gas station is a sonic so nick's like hmm sonic has chili right and i was like yeah i guess and he's like yeah let's try that so we get in the drive-through line at sonic and nick's <laughs> sass of you know the 
the girl comes on the speaker like, welcome to Sonic. What can I get for you? And Nick's like, you guys got you guys got any chili? And she's like, yes, we sure do. And he's like, looks at me and like nods all like triumphantly and shit. He's like, give me a large chili. She's like, oh, I'm sorry, sir. I can't just sell you chili. It comes on a on the the orders, you know, like for the chili dogs and chili pie, whatever the fuck they make with it. And without even, like Nick didn't even argue. He's like, oh, oh okay. Well, can I have this Twisted Fruit Blast uh, Shimmy Shark Week drink or whatever? And I was like, Jesus Christ. And I got a coffee, which was garbage. Um, I, I was like, just a regular iced coffee. They have it on the menu. But their iced coffee was like, got all this shit in it, like, they asked if I wanted to. Do you want any flavor in it? I was like, no, just how it co- just straight up. And they're like, okay, but it's it's like it's like drinking horchata. If you if anybody out there has ever drank that, like that sweet, uh, it's a sweet like kind of milky, cinnamony uh, drink you can get like at a lot of Mexican restaurants. And it's th- this was like that, but with some coffee they threw in it. It was so sweet, I I could not drink it. Nick drank this whole fucking Shark Week drink like a little child that he is. Uh, and it came with two little, you know, gummy sharks swimming in there that he got to eat. Uh, like, oh, oh yeah, yeah, you got to drink it all before you eat the sharks, Nick. Uh, okay, yeah. <clears throat> Incredible. But, you know, we got there. Um, and since we couldn't check in, Nick's like, fuck it, there's a Wendy's back there. And we like whip around and we go to Wendy's. Nick gets a big heaping bowl of hot, hot chili. And we go and we sit uh, <clears throat> in the parking lot of the hotel in the heat in the heat of summer, waiting for us to check in while Nick eats a big hot bowl of chili. And we uh, we talked about how romantic that was. But and you know, that's what you do in a hot summer day. You go park under a tree in a hot parking lot, eat chili, you know? It's fine. It's fine. Uh, so yeah, then we we did end up getting it to, to check in and everything, and I, uh, you know, kind of ch- ch- checked around to see where everybody was and who was there yet. And uh, you know, I talked to uh, shouts out uh, Kira and Ashley, Hansia Co, my uh, sisters, my part of my con family. I was like uh, there, and also it was Kira's birthday, so that was happy birthday to Kira. Uh, so we, I was like, what's up? What's the deal? Are y'all checking in? Or, I mean, are y'all at the, ho- they're at the other hotel, which they were. And I was like, can we load in? And they're like, I don't know. We'll find out. Let you know. So I just kind of get like settled. <clears throat> I take a shower and I'm like sitting down and they text me like, oh, we're loading in. And I was like, fuck. All right. So I, I like to get that done early to set up my booth and shit. I'd rather it be done the day before if possible than the day of it just, puts me at ease even though my setup is relatively easy and I can do it fine by myself and if Nick's there we do it even faster so it's not an issue but I was like "Ah, I'll go do it and and like I said I told Nick so we just had just kind of gotten there I was like dude don't worry about it I'm just gonna go maybe I'll set some of it up you know I'll be back it's like all right so I went down there and I was trying to like find my table and shit and uh you know i they're they're kind of still assigning tables and it's still it's not really an official load in it's like just some people were loading in Kira and Ashley were they setting up some other people were setting up and I was just like trying to it was funny because I was trying to you know get a hold of Bill the you know one of the convention runners to see like where I'm at and he like was coming to help me and then he got sidetracked by somebody and then his way back somebody else grabbed him and he just kept getting pulled in all these directions so I just sat down like and I was like I'll sit here with the girls and ch- chat while I drink some beers 
And that's what I did. And then uh, when he came back and, you know, I got the table situated and my my thing was on it, but they were like done. He's like, oh, we're going to close the, the room. And I was like, good. I don't feel like doing this anyway. I left all my shit there. Go back to our room, uh, to, to the red roof room. Nick and I said, now Nick, he always brings this and we never really use it because we don't have the kind of an app, ample space or whatever. But the way this room was laid out and uh, the wall space, the blank wall space, Nick hooked up his projector. So we actually like had, you know, we were watching all of like our TV, like on projected on the wall, uh, which was cool. You know, we're children and it was cool. Um, but it's just like, Roku, it's just like how we have the Roku stick. The, the, the uh, projector has Roku built into it as well. So it's all uh, cool. And I have my, Bluetooth speaker, so we had the sound coming through there. We were fucking set now that I think about it, man. It was cool. Um, so that was Friday. Did I go back? I'm trying to think if I went back to the hotel on Friday and Thursday. That was Thursday. This was Thursday. Uh, I don't think so. I do not think I did. Uh, no. No. Nah. Oh, oh, I did. Yes, I did. You know what? I didn't go back to the room yet. Uh, I got picked up by one... Harry Bean, uh, DJ Munchies, shouts out uh, to go uh, hang with him and smoke some weed uh, with uh, Keenan. Shouts out, Keenan. And um, <clears throat> that we did, sirs and madams. Um, I don't want to say it was like a, some kind of a competition that was happening because I don't think it was. But holy Jesus, did we smoke a lot? Well, here's, a, here's also the other thing. Now, I said, you know, I slept a little on the ride, like I woke up at six, but this is not real true sleeping. You know, you're just kind of in like a half, half hard whiskey dick of a sleep. You know what I mean? Like you're, you're, you're almost there, but you're not really there. You're not going to get there. You want to, you try, but it's just not going to happen. You know, it's like that kind of sleep. So, um, I was basically running on like nothing, you know, just kind of like, going which is fine like and when we get there we can't really just go to sleep anyway you kind of have to have some wind down period even if it is a couple of hours but i was like oh shit i'll just go get super high with these guys and so we smoked like bong hits after bong hit after bong hit and then we started doing dabs and that was in you know and uh, you know just like just dab after dab after dab and then it's like all right <clears throat> i took uh help they were like loading their stuff in to take because they run the sound stuff, you know? And so I'm talking also to them about how, you know, whatever for the next night when I'm going to play the set at the party. And, you know, we're talking about that. We're high as shit, telling stories, having a grand old time, you know, maybe throwing some brews in there. <clears throat> I go back and uh, I I go back to the hotel with Harry and Keenan to with their trailer of all their sound equipment and shit. They pull up, I get out. I am high, yeah, high. I'm, it's, I'm like feeling great. And I kind of walk into the hotel. <clears throat> I'm all smiling and shit. And I run into uh, uh, Sarah and Scott, shouts out. Uh, if you listened to last week's episode, you know, uh, Sarah Taylor, Miss Sarah Draws, was uh, on the Patreon uh, episode. And we had a little excerpt for, uh, in the last week's episode. You can check that out. Uh, she and Scott and um uh Amanda and Jeremy uh of Southern Sun Boutique uh Boutiqua Southern Sun Style Boutiqua uh yeah you know I love you guys Southern Sun something or other and 
<laughs> I'm such an asshole. Uh, uh, Southern Sudbury. I've got my little cup here um, that I drink from them, and I love them. So Jeremy and Amanda are there, and everyone's like, "We're good. We're going to eat. We don't know how you. You want to come?" And I was like, "I'll come." You know, <clears throat> basically they're just walking around in a daze, and they're like, "All right, cool." Uh, trying to figure out who can drive, and I was like, "Well, if we can't all fit in one car, I can drive. I have my car." And they're like, "Okay." And then for some reason that ended up being like everybody just get into my car, which was fine because it didn't matter to me. We all fit in there, five of us. And we we're going just right down the street to this Buffalo Wild Wing type situation. It wasn't that. It was something else. But uh, needless to say, we get there and it's just like I'm high out of my mind. All I did was drink a couple of beers and have some French fries, pick at some French fries and just like, eh. Uh, but man, it was, it was fun because they were trying to talk to me about stuff. And I was like, kind of, you know, just cracking, I was cracking wise, like I do, but then I just start watching the TV and I just looking at it and having no idea what the, what the hell was going on. It was just a basketball game. It was a lot of fun. I got back to the room. Nick said I was all donkey brained and I was like, somebody had slowed me down by like three quarters of a, a away. <clears throat> he said, I was like talking to myself and mumbling and that doesn't sound like me. He, he said he was trying to ask me questions and he finally just gave up. I just fell asleep mid-sentence or something. And uh, I, in you my know, mind, I remember it a little. You know, I think I had a, a, I had a top hat on, a monocle. I was drinking tea um, and I was, you know, uh, talking about my memoirs that I was writing. And, uh, you know, I don't know how he misinterpreted that. But anyway, that was uh, a wrap on Thursday night. Lights out, Johnny. But uh, I did sleep in like a motherfucker the next day like i usually get up early i had my alarm set for 8 30 but i just let it i turned it off and i just kind of kept resetting it got up around 9 45 10 and then just started going showered up um head over the hotel set everything up uh oh it's funny i got there and like <clears throat> my table was supposed to be like between uh jeremy and amanda southern sun boutique and I don't know, this other guy that was selling like memorabilia and like old toys and stuff like that. Awesome. He had a bunch of fucking badass shit, which I will talk about later. But my table's in between them and I go, it's like all my shit's just like piled up in this space between the t between their tables, but there's no table there anymore. And it, it's like, <clears throat> it's sad. Like, you know, you come home and like your girlfriend has all your shit like out on the the, the porch or whatever, or like the pat or the fucking hallway of the apartment or something. I was like, what the fuck is going on? So I'm like, I don't have a table anymore, but all my shit's there. So I'm like, all right, well, that's cool. And uh, I go find Bill and I get, you know, he's like, I ah, just did this one doesn't have a name. I just take this table. Like I just, we get it taken care of. I run into my buddy, Scott shouts out to you, my friend. We didn't get to talk as much as we wanted to, but we met in Indy. He's a badass artist. We met in Indy there the last time I was there and, and hung out in Chicago as well. So that was a treat to see him as I set up. And uh, yeah, I just, I put, you know, me, I get everything set up. Everything's put together. Uh, then I um, went back, then I went back to the room and just started drinking beer <clears throat> just to, you know, loosen up the the day. No, not immediately. Well, maybe immediately. Not like ch chugging beers, but I was playing guitar had a couple beers. Nick was showering, getting himself together before, you know, because doesn't we don't have to get there like 4.30 or whatever. Get there, hit the ground running. This place is, place is fucking packed. There's lines like out the wazoo. Now, the celebrities were great. Like, I mean, Alice Cooper was there, who always has a huge crowd of people. Uh, Corey Taylor was there again, always draws a huge, ta uh, 
crowd. Phil Anselmo was there, which I've never been at a convention where he's been there. And his line was fucking forever long every time he had signings. But people were lined up forever to get into this thing. And I'm like, all right, cool. Come walking up, you know, we and we start and it's like a lot of people right away. It was very cool. People just coming in, coming in. Um, uh, I had, you know, I had the guitar there. I started, you know, I got asked to play some songs almost um, immediately. And I started selling books right away too, which was great. And, you know, the, the night was, uh, was pretty cool. I, you know, met this kid, Knives. Shout out to you, man, if you're listening. Uh, we, I jammed with him, chatted with him for a little bit. He was cool. Uh, but I got to see uh, the, my, you know, Sandy and Mark, my I am the toe god. Uh, you are my friends, the McCoys. I love them so dearly. Uh, came to see me, met them, um, you know, a couple of years ago on the road. And it's always awesome to see them. They did my heart uh, a whole heap of good, a whole heap of help and a good uh, to see them and um, get get some hugs and just uh, catch up a little bit. Man, my man, uh, I got to say, said shouts out to Sean, dude. This guy came through, you know, already had had I had one scummer that I had in my my cart in my cart in my fucking shit because I was waiting to get some more and I didn't want to just put one book out and he meant to bring it to have it signed by me because he already had it and uh so I, I just had that one so we ended up getting that and <clears throat> we ended up chatting uh all weekend too you know I appreciated that Sean you're awesome uh, you know your support is uh, amazingly appreciated and your stories about shitting in heat vents um that's also appreciated, I think. So very, very, very nice. Uh, but yeah, so I right away, like I'm seeing people, people are coming up. It, it's cool to reconnect and, and get that good energy going. And we're having so much fun. It was awesome. This one woman was like, I don't know who you guys are, but y'all are having fun. I'm hanging out over here. And she was hilarious. Like she came back around. She, I think she was their daughter or something. I'm not sure, but they came back around with pictures of us just hanging out at the booth, having a good time. It was a lot of awesome fun. The guy next to us, very cool dude. He had so much shit, like uh, just move like badass movie shit, like movie memorabilia and toys like it was it was just uh and he had books and uh magazines and all all this kind of stuff uh that was just all awesome and and vintage and you know Richard Dreyfus has been at some of these and he was at this particular one and um he had this guy next to me had a jaws poster uh and it was a fr- one of the french movie posters from the jaws uh jaws one release or whatever and it's you know they're big they're six by four these are huge posters i I talked about how nick uh for christmas or whatever gave me the miss 45 french poster and they're amazingly big and they're awesome he sold it to a guy right there for 500 bucks just a poster and he was gonna go get it signed by richard dreyfus i mean it's just like oh man whoa you know and then he to to replace the the where it was on his space he put up this awesome fucking nightmare on elm street uh part three poster and it was a french one and the art is was fucking a badass and it was so cool uh he said he was asking 250 for it there was no way i was even i'm approaching the idea of buying it but it was just so cool to look at uh be something cool to look up the art if you can the french movie poster for nightmare on Elm street part three it's it's called like cool the cloud of a freddy or some shit like that it was pretty rad um 
so yeah, then Friday night, we're just hanging out. We're doing that. When it's over at 11, I go to the, to the stage room or wherever they do all the shit and get set up uh, with my man Keenan, uh, set up the sound. Sam, uh, Sam David, my son was there. Uh, uh, Miss Sarah's uh, son, whom I spoke of uh, fondly beneath the peach tree of old days and, and times to come. Uh, you may know us from our father and son duets in Chicago and um, the ones we did this weekend as well. But uh, no, he met me in there. He was tuning up my guitar, getting it ready uh, while Keenan and I hooked up the sound and stuff. And uh, it was funny, we didn't have a mic stand. They didn't have a mic stand. Um, the hotel didn't have one. I don't know why. So I like painter taped my mic uh the mic to basically like a speaker stand that you would use for um a pa speaker so very punk rock i thought very um resourceful also and it was cool got up there played the first like after i played i think i played i played like 20 minutes and uh, my g-string broke um and i was like ah fuck of course of course it would and uh but i just kept going i just played like another 40 minutes without it and i was like it's good enough for punk rock here we go and um people brought like somebody brought me up a uh fucking bottle of crown just like giving me shots from this bottle it was cool man it was rock and roll it was cool to be a part of the convention like that and i had a blast playing uh like as i always do and getting back into it there's a couple videos up on my facebook uh uh wall i believe that some people took that i uh was tagged in so that they're up there to do and, um, <clears throat> yeah, and after that, like, Friday night, oh, you know what, man? It was, like, late. After I finished, I was sweating so bad and I was so hot that we went back out. Like, Nick and I went back out into the bar where people were hanging out. And, like, he was like, let's go put your guitar away and do a lap. And I was like, let's just put my guitar away and leave. And he's like, all right. So we went back to the room <clears throat> just to chill that night. And, uh you know, I had to take my 14th shower of the day, of course, and before I could settle in for a good night's rest. And that's what we did. Saturday, got up, uh, I got up kind of early on Saturday, 8.30ish or something like that. Did some shit, uh, started writing and stuff beforehand. Um, then, uh, you know, Saturday was going to be a busy day. I knew it. Everyone was saying it. They'd sold so many fucking tickets. And getting up there on Saturday and walking in, I was like, holy shit. It was like the lines were insanely long. Like I was like, man, I would never wait in these fucking lines. Uh, I'm glad I could just walk right by everybody with my guitar case and my sunglasses on like a cool guy uh, and just walk right in. And it was uh, it was great, man. He set up and we were off and running like right away, off and running. And um it was like the room, like there was two, there were two rooms. Um, and the one that we were in, like was packed out constantly. Uh, I did get a chance to kind of run over and look at the other room, like once do like one once through, uh, with Sean, I walked through and it was packed as well. Uh, so there's tons of people there. The lines for these signings, like I said, the, the Phil Anselmo lining, lining line for his signing on Saturday was humongous Corey taylor's line was huge alice cooper's line forget about it i mean these were like tremendous lines and tons of people that were there so it was badass um talked to a lot of people there were a lot of people i got to meet in irl in real life if you will uh that uh from instagram and stuff and um trying to remember all of them tammy shouts out to you Mackenzie. um 
yeah, uh, if I missed you, I'm sorry. I, I, but but meeting everyone, seeing people again that I've seen before, uh, so fucking cool. But, you know, <clears throat> another good one, uh, and there's some pictures of this, was uh, um, my man Brandon, who's an Elvis impersonator guy. I met him last time I was here in Indy. Uh, last time I was there in Indy, I believe. And, <clears throat> man, those bong rips. He came up as full regalia, looking great, looking like a... Like, you know, Elvis in his fucking fit, healthy heyday, thin Elvis, uh, down to the nines, looking great, comes up, gives me a big hug. Um, we immediately break into song, like you would. Um, we did That's All Right together and uh, took some pictures. It was great to see him. Always great to see Elvis. And, um, you know, and shouts out, Brandon, if you're listening. I know he's, he's moving away. Uh, to Germany for a while. Yes, to the Fasserland. So he's gonna got a gig over there. Uh, I guess they, you know, they need a few good Elvises, and he answered the call. So we'll see him when he gets back. Um, but yeah, so uh, it was it was a great Saturday. It was busy as fuck. Um, and by the end of it, it was definitely exhausting. But it was Kira's birthday. We went to hang out um, and have some brew brew ha ha's and some chee hee hees. So it ended at seven, you know, I went back to my room, took my 17th shower of that day and uh, kind of got my shit together and went to the, to the back to the bar. Nick was going to meet me, but eh, he didn't feel like it, whatever. I don't know. I went by myself and just kind of walked around. I was talking to Sean for a while, following the group. And there was a weird vibe in the air. I don't like, it was like everybody that I talked to felt it as well. Where we're just like, I was like, what the fuck is wrong with everybody? What is happening? I thought we were supposed to be like kicking chairs down and fucking, you know, throwing old people into pools, like, you know, just drunk, crazy partying. And like everyone's just like moping or spaced out or fucking, I don't know. But I didn't let that bother me. I ended up getting pulled in a couple different directions. Uh, I got to talk with uh, James. And, um, and his lady friend, I forget your name off the top of my head. I'm really high. Sorry. Um, but they were lovely, uh, to sit and talk to for a long time. Amanda and I got high. Scott and I got high. Uh, Sarah was a, a, a lovely, just buzzing of energy running around. It was a great night that ended at three forty-two in the morning or something like that. I believe and I was like, what time is it? And I was like, we were out in front of the hotel, like the, the host hotel. And I was like, ah, I'm just gonna go back to my room now. I show up, it's like 4 a.m. Nick's all up eating a bowl of soup or something. Or he's like uh, making a sandwich. I don't know what he was doing. He was like, hey, how you doing? Home so early? Like, I'm like, what's up? And just like a Mexican grandma, he starts like making beans and potatoes and like, oh, you're home. I better start. Like, we had noodles. We had like fucking soup and then like uh, mashed potatoes and shit. And uh, went to bed. I only got a few hours of sleep that night. But Sunday, I, while I was tired, I was... Uh, Pulling it out, the energy. Um, and this was cool. I talked about in Las Vegas how, uh, you know, I talked to Corey Taylor for a little bit, whatever. He, he just, you know, shook my hand and said what's up and all that stuff, walked by. Cool dude. Uh, this He was walking by on Sunday before his signing, and he was looking at stuff, and I just kind of looked up, and he was looking at the dude shit next to me. And he walked over, and uh, he was, you know, I was like, hey, what's up, Corey? And he's like, what's up, dude? Hey, what? What is this? What do you got going on here? And I was like, I'm an, I'm an author. I write horror novels and I play in a punk rock band. He's like, no shit. Whoa. Tell me about this one. So he asked me about like two of my books. And Samantha was there who who was uh, in charge of Corey, a hand, uh, handler or whatever, I guess you say, like get, you know, takes care of walking him around and getting his place. And, uh, you know, he had to go, but he was like, I'm going to, man, this is cool. I'm going to come back and talk to you about this stuff. 
And I was like, all right, man. He shook my hand. He said, I'll see you later. Did he come back? No. Do I, I don't blame him at all. I don't begrudge him that. Uh, I was stoked that he stopped by and just talked to me for a little bit. And he's going to be at like the next four things I'm at. So the chances that we may run into each other and he may get a book of mine, uh, you know, they're, they're there. They're not like astronomical, but it's a possibility. But the reason why, man, like I said, his line was fucking super ass long, like everybody's was. And it was still like after the time that he was supposed to leave. <clears throat> and he's at, at the table, just like still talking to some of these people and stuff, which was very cool. So, you know, he, he didn't have, he did, I'm sure if I were him, I would not want to be around uh, hanging out anymore, looking for some assholes in his book. So uh, hopefully I'll see him out there. I, I will see him out there again and maybe we'll see. But the, I just thought that was very, very cool and very fun. Um, but yeah, so we get through the rest of the day. The rest of the day, uh, it goes well. You know, I end up doing some pretty decent sales. I sold a good deal of books. I sold a good deal of records as well, which was very cool. Um, thanks to everybody that was checking out my music. Uh, very, very fun. Play. I played a lot of uh, songs at the booth. Uh, this one couple in particular, um, they, they, but they always, they would say play an original, play an original. So that was cool. And I, you know, and, uh, I was playing covers too and all that stuff and playing with Elvis and it was awesome. And I see all my friends, uh, Larry, man, Larry shouts out to you. Shouts out to Scott, Harry, Keenan, all you guys, um, <clears throat> you know, snappy, snoopy, poopy, boopy. Um, okay. But before I left, one thing I did, I, you know, I, I, I <clears throat> I've been to so many of these, you know, I, I talk about this. I don't even really like to walk around too much anymore because, you know, I don't, want to be tempted to buy anything, but also I don't, there's a lot of stuff I, I just don't need. And I, <clears throat> I just don't even want to see something I need on accident and think that, oh shit. Anyway. And plus I see a ton of stuff, whatever. But the guy next to me had, like I said, he had all this uh, array of things. And Nick was like, Hey man, he has like some movie, like novelizations over there, which I was like, oh shit. Because if you listen to uh, the other podcast I do on Thursdays with Christopher Triana, vital social issues and stuff with Chris and John Wayne, it's um, uh, we do a, a segment called Ridiculous Reads, uh, in which we typically read from a novelized novelized version of a movie because they're so ridiculously written a lot of times and just like stupid. Um, <clears throat> sometimes we do other stuff, you know, like Ed, 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 Steve Urkel's advice books and you know weird things like that. But it, it's eighty uh, percent these novelizations. So I go over to start flipping through them and looking at them because he's like, they have this like Nightmare on Elm Street one over there. It's like. Uh, you know, I haven't seen it before. So I go and uh, I look at it and uh, let me grab it right here. Uh... Okay. Yeah. It's a nightmare on Elm street protege murderer, a novel by Tim Wagoneer. Yeah. It's like, uh, Oh, it's just protege. There's just, okay. That's part of the cover. It has Freddie on the cover and these blocks like children's blocks that spell out murderer. Um, but it's based on characters from the motion picture A Nightmare on Elm Street, created by Wes Craven. And, you know, the back is just like... Back says he's one of the most recognizable movie monsters in the world with his razor glove and striped sweater. Freddy Krueger is the man of your dreams. But these aren't dreams you may not... But these are dreams you may not wake up from. Black Flame, that's the publishing house... Continues its terrifying series of novels based on New Line Cinema series at Nightmare on Elm Street. In this latest installment, Freddy yearns for the patter of tiny feet. But will his new young protege be content with being only second best? So to me, this sounds a lot like 
the dream child type of situation. But um, it, it, I mean, it came out in 2005, I think it says. Uh, and yeah, 2005. And it's a thick fucking book. Like it's a, this is a whopper. This isn't like some tiny thing. So I'm going to read this and I'll report back. Very excited. Uh, very, very dangerous. Very exciting. Uh, but shouts out to this guy, man. Um, I forget his name off the top of my head. I'm not even sure if, if now he did tell me what his name was, but he gave me a dynamite price on that. Like a, a killer, killer, killer price uh on on this book so i was i appreciate that very much i'm very happy to have it and i'm going to enjoy reading it very very much so um yeah that was a good way to 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 end sunday and and uh because nick and i were staying um at, at such you know uh, modest accommodations we were able to not have to just pack up and leave sunday we you know, could stay until Monday morning and leave then. So after that, man, we just kind of packed up, said our goodbyes. I was very, very drained. I, I will admit I woke up in somewhat of a mood on Sunday. I don't know why. Uh, nothing, you know, I can explain or anything. It was just, you know, you wake up and you're just kind of like, you know, I don't know. I had that a little bit of that going on in the morning. It was gone by the evening for the most part. But, uh, you know, I was just ready to chill. And that's what we did. Went back to the room chilled watched this pretty cool show called other space uh very funny i think i don't even know how the hell you find it a, a, a channel called dust apparently it sounds like drugs to me but anyway yeah so then we just fucking got up the next day uh of course checked out at the very last moment and uh hit the road and uh that was well no no chilly incidents uh happened on the drive home um not at all uh Unless the, you're talking about the chili in my pants, ha ha ha! No, uh, it was it was yeah. We got home with no problems, and you know, uh, it was fine. Now I'm here to tell you all about it. So yeah, so Days of the Dead, Indianapolis, uh, very well done, uh, very popular show, very super well attended. Um, shouts out to everybody. Thank you so much. If you are like again, if I met you and I'm checking, you're checking out the podcast for the first time. Uh, thank you so much. And, um, to everyone I met, it was, it was amazing. And I told them, I love my con family. Uh, it was great. So, um, anyway, I am leaving again in seven days to go to, uh, scares that care, which I'm looking very much forward to. Um, if you've been uh, listening for a while, you know, that's one of, one of my favorites and, uh, one of my, um, you know, one of the ones that kind of got, got things going for me, but I think we'll save that for another time to talk about. Uh, so that was my recap of Indianapolis days of the dead, 2021. Hey, all right, there we go. Uh, my recap of Indianapolis days of the dead, 2021. Thank you guys for joining me and for another week. I appreciate it so much. Don't forget to check out my Patreon, patreon.com slash John Wayne is dead, uh, for access to the awesome dude for life boner bonus podcast and all kinds of extra goodies that I like to get in there for you. Um, and, uh, Go to johnwayneisdead.com for all of my your John Wayne is Dead needs. You can check out the, the shows page to see where I'm going to be. If I'm going to be in your town and you're coming to the con, hit me up. Let me know. Let's get a beer. Let's party at the booth. Uh, it's going to be fun. And, uh, you know, 
Also, you can go to the shop page there and uh, get my books, T-shirts, records, all that kind of good stuff. And uh, it comes from me, and I sign it and send you extra goodies because I appreciate you in the biggest, baddest way possible. So uh, thank you all. Be sure to follow me on uh, everything at John Wayne is Dead and uh, my uh, Facebook page, just a little on me, my name, you know, John Wayne Cominelli. Cominelli, Cominelli, Kiminuli. Uh, Coodly doodly, not gonna work here any moodly. Uh, thank you guys. I'll <laughs> see you next week. <laughs>